everyone, and welcome to episode five, part two of the Grayling Grabbers podcast. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about the second part of our epic goat hunt. Tonight, we have a good little crew of boys here with us. To my immediate right, Raphael Pelletier, longtime Grayling Grabber, been on the podcast multiple times before. Say hello, Raph. Good evening, people. Good evening, people, says Raphael. <laughs> Andrew Burke to his immediate right. How's it going, Andrew? It's going well, man. You guys all remember Andrew from the Remembrance Day special, which would be episode, I think it was a special episode, is what you guys wanted me to call it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a special episode that you guys heard recently. Uh, to his immediate right, Mr. Lamb. How you doing, Keekwin? Hey, pretty good, man. Very good. We're going to be getting into this goat hunt real soon. And our buddy Tom is with us here tonight as well. He wasn't part of this particular pack out, but he's just kind of hanging out, sinking a few Pilsner and uh, entertaining us with a little six string. Say hello, Tom. Hey, good evening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think we left off last time, Keekwin, and you and I had just kind of finished. Um, we had sealed the deal with that goat, punched that tag, and we had butchered him, and we're starting to make our way off the mountain. That's where we ended things on the last podcast. Yeah, exactly. We had uh, gutted it, quartered it, put the weight on our backs, and we were just on our way out. And um, let me tell you, <laughs> that was quite a pack out. Yeah, we kind of thought we were going to have it easy because at this point we had had all the butchering done. We still had a good two to three hours left of daylight, eh, Kikwin? Yeah, yeah. The sun didn't set till later. So um, we had, we definitely thought we had enough time um, to get out considering where we were in the drainage and how far the access point was. We thought there was definitely enough time to get out. Yeah, because we had our maps handy. We had, uh, you know, a pretty good idea of what the terrain was going to be like, or so we thought. Um, and it was only a couple kilometers to our access point to where we could find the vehicles. So, um, yeah, we thought we could for sure get out, maybe have to use the headlamps for the last bit of the journey. Um, but anyway, what happened was we found this drainage. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys use drainages to get on and off mountains up here. We kind of thought, you know, this is going to be our easiest uh, path of least resistance, basically, to get back to where we need to get. Yeah, and it looked pretty flat from where we were. So we thought, okay, well, that's perfect. Um, it's the shortest distance to get to the access point. It looks relatively flat and no problem. Two hours out. Oh, yeah. We thought it'd be nothing. We'd be home almost for supper, right? It's kind of what we had in our heads. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, that was the plan. So we set out. We're feeling good. We can't believe we just tagged a mountain goat. Kiko makes a beautiful shot on this thing. We're still riding a high, right? Oh, absolutely. It was a dream come true. A dream come true. And it's just one of those moments, you know, how can anything possibly go wrong now? Absolutely nothing. Um, and we get down to this drainage. We get off the mountain and we start hiking out the drainage. And at first, you know, it's ankle deep water pretty much it's cold but absolutely no problem our boots are dealing with it yeah no problem and we had like well over 100 pounds on our back it was a heavy heavy pack so, we were trying to take all the quarters right plus our gear yeah um yeah. the rest of the meat we were gonna have to leave for you to come back the next day right that was the plan because i had to work um the next day i just had one day off for this hunt so we snuck out and got it done so yeah we were leaving up uh some other parts of the animal on the mountain me and keekwin are taking off with the four quarters yeah and as we start walking down, we find this creek, the drainage, we're going through. It looked pretty thick, um, but we thought, okay, well, this could be manageable. And then the creek, it was ankle deep, then it got knee deep, and then it got thigh deep. <laughs> and we're crossing kept... back and forth on this creek, and then the bush just got fucking thick. Thicker and thicker, every step you took almost. Every step you took, with all this weight in your back, you're, sometimes we're crawling on our knees, we're trying to negotiate fallen tree, yeah. all this bush, the water, 
Full-size packs, legs sticking up, your guns on your pack getting hung up on every tree that you walk by. So, you know, although we only had to close three and a half, four kilometers, whatever it was, what did you time it at? You had the watch uh, calculating the whole thing for us, 200 meters an hour? Oh, we were moving at 200 meters an hour and I couldn't believe it. Like we were not moving at all. It was fucked. And not only that, so we're toughing it out for the first few hours. The sun goes down. It starts to get cold. We can't see anything because we're in a canyon and the light of the moon is completely blocked out. And the trees have a complete canopy over top of us anyways. Yeah, we can't see a thing. It was getting dark. And at that point, because it was pretty heavy, we didn't know exactly how long it would take. And the, the terrain was essentially unpassable. When we get into these waterfalls that are now like five, six feet, we're having to climb down them with a hundred pounds on our back and we're lowering ourselves. We know one slip and you hit your head, then pretty soon we're going to like, that's the situation where if one guy gets hurt, you're not going to be able to get him out. It's yeah, exactly. tricky. So exactly. it's an emergency situation real quick. Yeah. And then we were side hilling this, uh, this hill with all this weight in our back and the creeks down at the bottom. If yeah. we fall, we're dead. Yeah. Once we got up higher, it was a little, little sketchy. Cause yeah, we're just going to land on those rocks down by the water. So that's when we discussed, we sat down, we were like, well, we're not going to get out of here with all this meat on our back. So we were moving too slow. We were moving way too slow. It was dark and we had to get out of there. So it was either us or the meat and we decided to leave the meat. Yeah. So I took, uh, you know, had my inReach, all my tools with me. We took GPS coordinates knowing we could go back. Um, the next day and take care of business or at least Keekwin could and get a few of our buddies back in Whitehorse to come help them. So I took the coordinates, we dropped the meat and as this little canyon we're in really starts to turn into a nasty gully with really big cliff faces on either side, Keekwin finds this little hole only maybe two feet wide where we can punch through and we yeah. punch up through those rocks and then finally we get above the gully and uh, you know, it's still steep terrain but there's some trees to break our fall. It's just a much safer walk. It was the only option. Because we hit that dead end. It was just a canyon. It was a huge waterfall. We had no idea what was on the other end. Yeah. And it was like, well, we have to go up. And that was the decision that we made yeah. to go up and that saved us because if we didn't find that I don't know what we would have done well five minutes before that me and you sat down to get some water I had drank all my water for the day we're like talking 15 hours on the boots at this point because we had been on the boots in six in the morning it's now close to midnight um, and I boiled some water in the jet boil from the creek because we didn't want to get jarred so we were sitting there boiling the water trapped in this gully and I look at Keek and we're like I'm like, man, like, what are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just punched straight up. Keekwin happened to find that little hole in the rocks. We got out of there, and then we made our way back yeah. to our access point. Um, I made it to work the next day. We uh, we survived. No big deal. <laughs> we survived. We got out there. It was hallelujah once we were on flat ground, flat terrain with no bush to negotiate. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, I could walk on this forever. It was super light, super easy going yeah. once that meat was off the back. And then, yeah, we got back and um, drove home. Yeah, exactly. No problem. And that, uh, I think I had left a couple uh, couple mountain heroes in the truck for us for the way out in case we were successful. And I can tell you that was one of the best beers I've ever drank in my life. Oh, absolutely. They were tasty. <laughs> yeah. And, so you then, know, it was, uh, it was nice to be out, mm-hmm. but the weight was still on my shoulders because I knew that we had meat in two different places and I still had to go back to recover this meat. Yeah. And I'm completely stressed because I know I have to be at work for the next two days and that's too much time, two full days being at work. So I know that I'm out now out of the equation. The other boys have to be able to step up. So Keekwin, we get back to town late that night, that night, you get that morning, that morning. Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, so who do you call? 
Who do you call? The fucking, the fucking <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. Call the fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> the Goatbusters. The Goatbusters. Yeah. That's right, Andy. Goddamn. So I, I get home and I'm thinking, who the heck can help me out here? Because I'm in this predicament where I don't want to go back through that terrain by myself. It's, I can't do it by myself. No. And I knew at least one of my buddies was fun employed. <laughs> <laughs> and what's you know to top it off he's ex-military uh, mountain ops man andrew yeah. bark yeah that's I was right. like i have to call this guy i knew that he probably would be able to help me out mm-hmm. and sure <laughs> enough yeah so that was a kind of a phone call that i think my wife uh rolled over and said someone better be dead <laughs> um, and and you know that, that it wasn't somebody we knew but you know um yeah so we Geeks. were close to it <laughs> yeah pretty damn close so Keith gave me a shout asked me to uh take a look at the area um maybe start kind of figuring out a way that we can get in get out a little bit easier than uh how casey and i uh how you guys got in there so um yeah i took a, a look at the maps the next morning early um kind of figured out a rough route just to let keeks get some sleep and um figured i'd handle that kind of that part of the thing there yeah so. oh yeah that was critical because uh without that i don't know probably would have went a different way that would have been way more arduous and way longer oh for so sure. yeah it was uh it was one way there were two ways and you know i'm glad that Andrew was on board. Oh, yeah. When I heard that you called Andrew up, I was like, perfect. This guy spent years with navigation and maps and compasses. I just sent him the coordinates. And as soon as he got that message and he replied, I was like, okay, that meat's coming home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then after that phone call with Andrew, I was on the phone with Tom. And then Tom had relayed the message to Raph. I knew that Raph was working. Recon Raph. Recon Recon Raph. Raph. (laughs) (laughs) And then so I get a phone call from Raph. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, dude, I've heard. And I was like, are you available? (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) So what'd you say, Raph? Always available for, um, yeah, to help my buddies for sure. So yeah, called Keek one and then figured out I could uh, participate in that uh, recovery there. So we we woke up super early the next day, right? And uh, had had a mission, had a good plan laid out by Andrew and... We're all ready to go, so that's where we yeah exactly. Yeah. We t- took a totally different route, I think, than you guys than you guys did, right? It's a good idea. <laughs> it's a completely different route. Yeah. Andrew had the GPS coordinates. It took us, it took us no time. All we had to do was gain some elevation. We avoided all the bush. We dropped in, and it was like, he's like, oh, we're thirty yards from the meet. I was like, oh yeah, really already. Sure didn't believe enough, him, man. Didn't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty gangster. Yeah. Raph is in front of us. Boom. We see a couple white bags. Well, actually, there were four, um, four, four bags of the quarters, and there they were, thirty yards exactly where Andrew said they would be. And boom, we had them in our backs, and we had to go back through the creek up the drainage to locate oh, where the trophy was. We still had to go that. back and get the trophy, the goat, the yeah. the pelt, the pelt, everything, yeah. um, the back straps, yeah. the rest of whatever meat was left, right? everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So luckily maybe, enough, no wildlife, to, no wildlife saw it or touch it. No bear or wolf. Like we, well, we made pretty good time actually getting up there. I mean, I think from the access point, we were only four hours. Yeah, flash to yeah. bang. So yeah, I think I we that. were we were on top of um, we were up on uh, on top of uh, the the 
uh, cape and, and the back straps and all that. Probably by about 10, 10, 30 in that's the morning. Great. That's um, great. I mean, we, we really good time. hauled ass. And I mean, just obviously, you know, we can't, uh, visually speaking, it's very difficult to explain an area, but to describe this area coming up out of the access point is a bit, is that drainage. Um, and on either side, there's a very rough, um, we'll say to the south, a very rough side, uh, very heavily treed, um, that moves into more high angle, uh, cliff type terrain. And then on the north hand, north side, uh, more rolling, um, fairly typical of this area with like the slope towards, um, kind of facing towards the north. Um, so it was very easy terrain. Um, however, you know, based on where Keeks and, uh, and Casey had actually killed the goat and where it had landed, um, they wouldn't have had, uh, the inclination to think of kind of the access that we got in. So I'm sure a lot of people are probably sitting at home going, well, if it took you four hours <laughs> yeah, to get well, from the access point, you weren't moving 200 and meters you were, an hour. You weren't making, you weren't moving 200 meters an hour. So we actually took a complete, you know, big circumnavigation route that, um, they wouldn't have been able to utilize, um, yeah. from where they were. So um, that was the problem. I was looking at the contour maps and all I see above me and Keekwin are straight lines, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's steep and I just don't think it's feasible because it's dark, but mm-hmm. I know we have a creek and I know the creek mm-hmm. flows close to the truck. So I'm like, well, if we can stay in this creek, no matter how nasty it is, we know we can at least get out mm-hmm. without falling off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So that's where my head is. But then once we realized we were only moving 200 meters an hour, that's when, yeah, we had to pull the plug on it completely. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, but yeah, Andrew made the right call. He got up nice and high. You boys dropped in, like you said. Said Keek went yep. and what thirty meters too. There Boom. it was. Two quarters <laughs> had him on the backs, and then we went to go get the rest of the goat. That went super smooth. No animals had gone to the cape, gone to anything. So Raf and I, we just like took all the meat, put them in the bags, put them on the back, and we were on our way out. Heavy packs, heavy packs. Three yeah. guys, heavy packs. Two guys coming in with no weight on the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is hundred percent at least a four man job. At least a four-man job for this billy goat. And how did it go on the way out? Like, how uh, how was the pack out? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> compared to what I had gone through the earlier on with Casey, this was a breeze. Yeah. But it was still not easy. That doesn't mean... As you boys right. can attest. Yeah. Exactly. Me being way out of shape, uh, I was definitely, <laughs> the way out was definitely more challenging than the way in. Um, yeah. yeah, we got it done fairly smoothly, but definitely by the end we were... Uh, yeah. How did it feel, Raf? I remember to... you saying... Uh... Oh, yeah, it felt very challenging for sure. The last couple hundred meters were uh, in that steep terrain with a heavy pack. Uh, yeah, very uh, very challenging, but a lot, <laughs> a lot of fun at the same time. So Yeah, uh... type two fun, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, one of the biggest problems that we had was that we had this side hill. Um, and we had the side hill for a very, very long distance. And through kind of undulating and I, for lack of a better term, shitty terrain. We kept going through all these really tight alder stands. Um, you know, we tried to get up above it, but I mean, we're dealing with about a 30 to 35 degree slope. Um, it was even hitting, you know, 40 to 50 degrees at some spots. So we really had to pick your way along. It wasn't just a straight cruisy walk right along this contour line it was still a, you really had to pick your route you're and, navigating uh, a serious mountain right that's big yeah. country out there <laughs> yeah it's not a yeah. joke yeah. so it, it was definitely hard on the hard on the body and and yeah exactly like it was it was a hundred percent if we were to do that in one day uh doing a goat 
It's not a two-man. It's not a two-man <laughs> job. Not a two-man job. Oh, not when you're in country like that, and that's the only place where you find them. So, yeah. yeah. What yeah. can you do? Totally. But, yeah, so I guess that was it. You guys made it. Got out of there. Yeah, we got out of there. We uh, made it to the access point, and it was a huge relief. That was... Mm-hmm. Probably how I would describe it because there was a lot of stress, a lot of pressure as to like what was going to happen. Is the meat going to spoil? But too many variables that could have gone wrong and it went as smooth as it could have gone for that pack out. And what more can you ask for for a punt of that caliber of difficulty, you know? Yeah, for sure. Very challenging. And the meat's back in the truck. You and the boys are rolling back into town. Sent you a text right away. Oh, I was watching my phone all day, sitting in the pharmacy, just checking every, you know, every chance I had a break, I'd go and have a look. And sure enough, um, finally, I got the message late in the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we made it back into service. Goat's in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That was it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was extremely relieved as well. And, uh, yeah, so you guys hung it up at Andrew's place. Mm-hmm. Yep, we um, hung it up. Yeah, took care. You keep when you took care of that animal. Yeah, no problem, because you guys were going on a hunt, like, the day after. Me, so. Tom, and, uh, me, Tom, and, uh, yeah, Mr. Burke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up so to luck- the Dempster for us. Yeah, lucky me, <laughs> I was uh, coming right off of retrieving a goat uh, and launching on uh, about a week and a half caribou hunt yeah. uh, up in the we can have suffer fast yeah where, where we put a few more kilometers on the boots you know yeah, yeah. so yeah the goat <laughs> the goat was hanging in the garage yeah. had the entire weekend to take care of it all process it all in the garage and the boys had a nice surprise when they got back from that hunt oh yeah there was uh, some goat uh, goat steaks for us some back strap yeah. we had some uh, jalapeno cheddar goat ground <laughs> oh, which made some of the actually, deadliest yeah, burgers. I actually ever. had some backstrap, backstrap yesterday, and yeah, top right. cheese, primo, primo for sure. Oh yeah, yeah man, <laughs> tastes better when you got to work that hard for it too. No, it sure <laughs> does. That goat's gonna taste a lot different for us than it does for anybody that's else. The oh, truth. Totally. That is the truth. So yeah, that's kind of concludes the podcast. Um, so fellas, just wanted to ask you guys. I know first couple of packouts you fellas have done in the Yukon Raft might have been your first one ever. Is that right? Yeah, correct. J- just kind of wanted to ask you guys, like in terms of packing out a full size animal in tricky terrain, what did you fellas learn from this experience? Well, first thing first, uh, get the right pack. For me, that was the main the main thing. The I had gear. A, somewhat of a cheap backpack uh, with no support on the ankles or anything. So. The sheer weight of the animal right on the shoulders were for that long of a distance was the the biggest problem for sure. So a right the right equipment <clears throat> definitely always is uh, the right the way to go. So yeah. Yeah, thank, thank you, Raf. Yeah, Great answer. Exactly. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Um, Andrew, how about you? I know you've got a lot of experience in the mountains, but was there anything that stuck out to you about this one? Um, yeah, I think um, kind of my biggest take home from this one was. Um, you know, the fitness aspects, like this is a, you know, a really tricky animal to get. And, you know, it could, you know, it could necessitate many, many days in the mountains in terrain, very similar to what we were kind of mucking around with. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of thinking about that while I've been in the gym for the last couple of weeks, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, uh, getting ready for, for next year's hunting season. Right. Um, you know, no time like the present. So that's right. Um, yeah, that was that was kind of my big takeaway from it. As a fitness aspect, was just maintaining that that mountain fitness base. Absolutely, Andrew. Great answer, Keekwin, How about yourself? Uh, I'd say knowing the terrain. Um, if you're gonna pack out an animal, first of all, knowing that this type of animal at this size wasn't a two man job, it was a four man job, and then knowing the terrain. 
Um, when you look at something from a distance and you're going to decide to go into that area, make sure you know it. Otherwise, you can get yourself into trouble. That's the so thing. doing your research, um, getting all that intel of the entire area, um, and that way you're better prepared for what's to come. Do your recon. Do the recon. Do more of the recon. Do more than what you think you actually need. So um, that was my big takeaway from that. Absolutely, Keekwin. A great lesson to learn. You know? Yeah. Even though I did a ton of research, I did a ton of recon, this was something that I just never uh, didn't anticipate it because was it was a completely different area that we ended up in. We had no plans getting out that way, but that was the way that presented itself for exactly. us. Uh, yeah, you know, it looked like a yellow brick road at first, yeah. but uh, we sure found out pretty soon that it wasn't. Yeah, and we made the right decision for the information that we had at that time. Mm -hmm. So um, in just, hindsight, of course, you can always change the decisions that you're going to make um, and you learn from it. So yeah. and that's what we did. And sometimes when you make a decision, you just end up having to deal with the consequences and we dealt with them and uh, well, the goat's in the freezer. So exactly. mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, yeah. successful hunt. Yeah. And uh, thank you boys for coming along and fucking helping me out. Yeah, cheers yeah. fellas. Really appreciate yeah. you guys bailing cheers, everyone fellas. out on the hunt there. That was great. Yeah. Real pleasure fellas. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this uh, week's episode of the podcast. Real fun. Really appreciate you guys all hitting the play button. Feel free to stay tuned uh, for our podcast next week. We're going to be talking about a caribou hunt that just took place up in the Arctic Circle. So me, uh, Tom, Raff, and Keekwin will be joining in for that one. And uh, thank you so much again for hitting play. Pleasure as always guys. Until next time. Have a good night guys. Cheers.